It just seems to me, seems to me, that only a really low IQ population could have taken this beautiful continent, this magnificent American landscape that we inherited, We've passed a whole bunch of other legislation, alcohol. We've done a whole bunch of things that have made it so that parents can't be stupid. Well, can they? They still are. I don't think we can legislate against stupidity as much as we would like to try. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey. Uh, Thanks for... Thanks for listening, guys. I'm glad I've got your ears' attention right now. Uh, and I apologize for starting the show off in the stupidest way every every time. But uh, we've got an awesome guest, one of my good friends and uh, former guest returning. Andy Farnsworth is on the show. How are you, Andy? I'm I'm pretty good. Good. I had eggs for <laughs> breakfast, as we covered. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay. Good. Got you? that protein. I'm. Yeah, I'm good, man. There's I'm, nothing interesting about being okay. No. I'm losing weight. There's nothing funny about losing weight. No, like, it's like people are proud of you. Like, oh, good for you. And it's just like, but what? No, you, what you don't understand is that I was at a healthy weight, and now I, I just keep losing well, weight. And I I'm think I'm... No, I wasn't away. at a healthy weight. I was at uh They say if you're fat, it's because you're... You don't like being alone. Like, you're deep down, it's to make more of you to love yourself. I heard that once. Who it's said like, that? Oh, that no, sounds it's like, like a shielding. It's a way to shield yourself from the world to have a lot of fat. <laughs> that sounds like the. Doesn't that sound like something that someone's like? Well, it's uh, they're just like justifying it. Like I, well, I just hate myself, so I thought I'd bring a lot more of it with me. Yeah, maybe you're like, skinny though. You don't understand. You always say though, I was fat. Like you I, had like a you were a beast third grader or something. No, I it said was like not yeah a beast a, a beast. I was a beast. Yeah. <laughs> I was a beast kid. I was were in a you? beast trap. No, it wasn't until like puberty hit. Puberty, like, puberty. My mom as called soon it as puberty. It puberty. makes my fucking skin crawl. Puberty. That is a weird because it almost mixes like poo bear Ugh. with like puberty, and you're like it mixes poo with the m- worst period of your life. Was it the worst period of your life? I don't know if it was... You know, this is interesting because that period where uh, girls, they didn't want anything really to do with you. They liked the guys that were older because they're girls and they were quicker. Like, they grew up quicker, right? Yeah, and they were smarter. They were like, yeah, this guy still hasn't got it figured out yet. Listen to his voice. I don't know if they were smarter. They couldn't jump their BMX bike as high as I could, but they were maybe smarter. But I could jump over milk cartons on my BMX BMX bike. (laughs) On my BMX bike. Do you guys want to watch? So they can have smart, but I'll do a tabletop over. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't watch Rad enough growing up. (sighs) I know you watched that show a lot. Did it get remade? No. Seems prime for it. Oh, man. You know what? I think that would... They remade Point Break before they remade Rad. Could we talk about why that happened? Like, I've never seen Point Break. Point Break? The original. I, I haven't seen the s- sequel, but like the original is really, really good. It's like a surfing and robbery movie? Yeah. Armed so robbery it's and surfing? About, Did they get away on their surfing? It's about surfers that rob banks, basically, to continue surfing year-round without 
having to have jobs. But do they travel with the surfing? Because it seems like if you rob a place and then you yeah. just keep surfing outside. So of it. it's hey, those are the guys, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Swayze and the boys that are these like amazing surfers, and Keanu Reeves, and God is, I think it's Gary Busey in it. <laughs> I th- I'm almost positive. It's either Gary Busey or Tom Berenger. I, that's, yeah. Gary Busey and Tom Berenger are my Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Yeah. When people get those guys mixed They're up, close. I'm like, oh, my God, those guys don't even look alike. Like, yeah. Bill Pullman is Spaceballs, and while you were sleeping, Bill Paxton is Aliens and Twister. But they do look alike, and they have the same Do initials. they? Well, they have a kind of a, if you're not paying attention. Maybe, okay. What was I saying though? I was saying fat. Because Bill Pullman just, or Bill Paxton just looks like uh, his mom smoked while he was in the womb compared to Bill Pullman, to me. Like, uh, like she had a little smoking window. Yeah, like uh, it wasn't they even make no those, like for the was, baby. It was not. I, you, she didn't smoke because she's like this is bad this for is the healthy. baby. But he was like, I want his some choice. cigarettes, and yeah. they were like, you know. In this pro, in this pro-choice world we're living in, babies like fetuses can smoke. Yeah, we should well, let the there. fetus smoke if they want to, because they're not born yet. I yeah. mean, did I just sound like a pro-lifer? I hope I did not sound like care. a pro-lifer. At this point, but... I'm just happy for the contact. Yeah, <laughs> I, for the company, you can be pro-life, whatever you want. I uh, can't be because I I can't bring myself to be because I'm like eh, I just don't care enough to be. It, it, to be honest, it's Seems just like, like a, a real uphill battle to be against well, that one. Well, to me, it's <laughs> just like a. Well, how long ago did Roe versus Wade happen? Why are we still talking? Like, why is it still like a ooh hot topic? Ooh, oh my god, he brought up abortion, and she's like, oh, why do we still care about this? There's human trafficking going on with people that I have been born yet. This so, world, Jason, we're not going to sort it all out. I don't think. No, it. it <laughs> <laughs> That's what, well, we've got time on this podcast to sort the world out, Andy. But that's the thing, though, when people talk, like, it feels like you talk to somebody, you're gonna, like, you're gonna figure it out, maybe. That's the gist of most conversation, like, two people putting their heads together. We're gonna commiserate or figure something out or plan a heist, I guess. Just figuring something, something out. Well, just I mean, the way that you a heist, the way that you were like, we'll either save the world or heist the shit out of this. <laughs> like, on, uh, that's truly what makes, when you just said our, a heist, the way that you were saying that is like people wanting to go, do good things the wrong way yeah. are the whole reason we have like awesome villains that you are like, yes, that's such a good villain. Because it's like, yeah. no, I want what's good. Yeah. But this is how we have to go about it. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I like to think there's a guy who just wants the friends. So he's involved in the planning and because he just <laughs> likes the meetings and everything. And he, he's like, I just don't want to be alone. So he, then he gets sucked into the heist. He's the driver a lot of times. But he really just wanted to hang out with some guys, and this like, is a man, way to fit like, in. I just never was able to make friends, but the second I started yeah. talking about putting guns in faces and stealing money, people started showing up. Yeah. And then the one guy... <laughs> that was, would be the funniest heist movie, is that it's just like a best friends movie, but <laughs> heist, where it's just like, oh, I mean, we don't have to go through with it. We just... They're built, all like that, aren't we, they? Uh, we spent... 
six straight months of planning, and now you're saying not go through with it? Yeah, but those six months, Chuck, didn't we become, like, good friends? <laughs> like, I mean, let's just go home. Like, remember how fun, like, it was just talking about, like, watching Small Wonder and how we both watched Small Wonder growing up together? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. We you don't, take a, we don't need you this. I, I noticed this about you. You have a nut to take over your podcast. No, you're fine. But you, uh, like, are you supposed to be the one asking the stupid questions? I don't. Does it work? It, it, are any you more, a top or a bottom, question-wise? Anymore. Like, it's more or less like, oh, man, aren't questions stupid? <laughs> Let's just talk. What? That's what it's kind of turned into more than, Let's ask some stupid questions. Yeah, it's all stupid questions, probably, with time. When you add time, you're like, that was a dumb question. Yeah. We were asking the wrong question. Uh, Yeah. Not like, (laughs) why did we elect Trump? It was was like, why didn't we notice the giant spaceship that was up above the planet that was controlling everything, you know? Like, that was... Yeah, as soon as they, on a long enough timeline, we're like, oh my god, of course. Yeah. Oh, so my point was... He's a changeling. He wasn't... It's not even Trump. (laughs) Trump died years ago. This is a cocaine-fueled changeling. Just a moment of silence for all the thought time that man has eaten up in my head. But anyway... um, Oh, you seemed... I noticed you find comfort in um, pop culture in a way that I... Uh, what's the word? You 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 have a pretty in depth knowledge of pop, pop culture, culture, and you like to talk about it. it. I've it's because I've wasted my. That's what I wasted my brain. But let's on. not say it's waste. Oh like, no, goddamn it! It is because like. But it, there's a reason you like <clears throat> it. This is what I explained to somebody else the other day. I'm like, I went through scouting. I became an Eagle Scout. Did what anyone if, t- if, touch you? No, nobody. Like besides, like a good like pat on the shoulder of like, good job. Hey, you got your life saving merit badge. That's the a pat tough on one. The shoulder. There was a guy who used to touch my neck, in that in a way that made me feel real. It was like a coach that was a baseball coach, and he would do this thing when you're in the on deck, like circle. a massaging your neck. Like he was you a got, neck you massager, got, you and got I just this. remember feeling uh, weird about bad it. Like, touch. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get on weird. base. Yeah, yeah, I'm striking out. Like I, I'm totally. <laughs> or I'm in, getting on, so I don't in, have to see him in life, in love, and in baseball. That's yeah. three strikes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so with pop culture, unfortunately, that's just what my. That's how my brain it just remembers. But you're dumb nerd. Shit you're nerdy. Like yeah. You have the nerd. Yeah. Thing. Where it's just, it, I become obsessive, really, and it's like if I can't obsess over something, it doesn't. I don't get remembered. Like, it doesn't, it, it, I don't remember it at all. It just is like, well, yeah, cool. Math Were you equations. an only child? No, I was the only boy in my family. That's more or less probably what's coming through for you more than anything is that no. I had two older sisters and one younger sister, and I was like a kid that lived in the sticks pretty much alone. Were you an introvert? Do you think you're an introvert? No, when I was younger, not, not at all. More as I get older, more and more, yes. My mom used to have to stop me from just talk, walking up and talking to strangers. Like, whoa, no, no, sorry, guys. It's just like, what were you talking about? Oh, if they had just seen that Smurfs episode that we just came on, just dumb shit like that. But that doesn't mean you're not an <clears throat> introvert. Like, did you go away? The reason, I guess the reason I'm asking is just like, I just had this breakup. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, figure out. She was pretty introverted, you know? Yeah. And, like, she would be really into things, like, with a lot of depth. 
and I am I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that like I was never like a collector or like get way into something and yeah and I, I don't know if that's a quality of an introvert I feel, I'm kind of saying maybe, it is, maybe probably because you know do you know that that's like now that you start mentioning it like that the more I'm like oh my god yeah if I could just have hours like in a room by myself yeah. just with those like either things that I've been like collecting whether it's I mean pretty much the things I collect are either records like v- actual vinyl records to listen to music and that's something that I love to do whether I'm alone or with friends throw throw a record on and listen to it in its entirety and you just go shit yeah that was awesome but you prefer to be alone with your stuff mostly a lot of the time and I think uh, a lot of that comes from uh, I used to play guitar or bass or anything like that and when you're doing that unless you're in a band you're it's like good alone like time for you to like be alone yeah. in your like whether it's like in your head or you're actually like I'm learning this song or I'm going to write something but you just spend time alone that's uh, some of my favorite time I guess is like when I say alone time I don't mean jerking off I no, mean no, just I, like you know what I'm saying I I'm do. clarifying that for anybody listening where it's just like I get to just like cuz sometimes I just like letting my fucking mind like run wild like a like a dog like a big dog in an apartment that's been like just like cooped up all day and you're like hey you know what we're going to the park and he like i was like i'm gonna piss all over your carpet if you don't open that door now let's go and then you get to the park and like that dog just gets to like run wild sometimes that's that's how i write a lot of my material is just like letting go and just like what like letting my brain go wherever it's gonna go with certain thoughts and stuff but inside yeah i just not letting the dog go pee no i mean the dog definitely oh man the dog's just peeing all over the park what about the i thought you meant in the park your dog is in the apartment yeah so the dog's in the apartment (laughs) right and so that's how i feel a lot of the uh, a lot of the time whether it's i'm at work i'm with my son uh it's just like i my brain doesn't feel free because it's like oh I have to pay attention to this this is what I'm focused on now so I feel enclosed like there's things I have to actually like think about I don't just get to like let go and let my mind just what can we think about like what possibilities are out there and like sometimes when I just get to be alone and, and when I especially if it's I'm alone in writing I just get to be like whoa and there's some like shit that i'm like nope there's no way i can turn that actually into material it's a good feeling though to let your oh man go it's weird sometimes too and you're like whoa i mean that's how i've come up with a, a few of my jokes like, like so, oh that was in there some of my jokes yeah some of my jokes are just a straight my brain thought this 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 and this and i just kind of went and wrote it down and it worked sometimes it doesn't most of the time it doesn't work like that there's this, I do this meditation app, you know, like Headspace, or yeah, it's called Headspace, and there's a, it's like the same structure every, it's like 10 minutes, and uh, there's a portion in it where he says, all right, now just let your mind do whatever it wants, and what's interesting is that's the moment where my, where I start to become more focused, like the whole time I've just been chattering in my head about what I'm worrying about or thinking mm-hmm. about, and then when he actually says, go ahead and just let it run free, uh, then I, then I, can't do it i don't know you can't just like let your mind go that's like when you're like if someone says to me hey just let your mind go i don't know what to do with myself yeah i think you know what though if i think if someone were to tell me that same thing i'd be like but where 
Now what? Yeah, now what do you? But you told me to do it. Now I can't just. It's not like I can do it talking to someone. Yeah, but uh, with when I'm with myself, it's not. See, and that's the, the weird thing is too. It's just is like, like, do you have like almost like a constant us. inner? <laughs> well, that's all I think about. Do you have like that a constant inner monologue though? Almost like pretty. Oh yeah. Regularly, but where I don't it's just realize like, it. No, there's a lot of the times I don't realize it, and then there's sometimes like where I can like tap. I don't realize how mean it is most of the time. Oh man. About, it just seems like, like about that's like, how it's supposed to be, but it's mean. No, it's a mean voice. I okay, earlier this year when I went <laughs> to see my doctor about getting on uh, antidepressants, and I like w- was talking to them, and they're like, "Yeah, well, how much uh, do you think about suicide?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." And they like gave me a weird thought, and I was like, "Don't tell me you guys." I was like, "I even feel better now than I did years ago." But don't you dare tell me that you guys don't think about it. I was like, "You guys don't ever." And it was two different doctors because one of them was like, "I'm like in med school, like just uh, basically finishing up right before they go and become their own doctor, just being overseen oh, the by the doctor." Yeah. Thank you. Res- yeah, there there was one residential. Uh, someone doing their residency or what is, is that what it would be called residency? So someone's doing their residency and then there's the doc, my doctor there and they're like suicidal thoughts. I'm like, yeah, like, and they're like, how many? I was like, at least a couple times a week, but it's not like it was when it was all day long. But that's the, and, the difference is thinking about it as a concept, like as a comedian. Yeah. Or ideation. They, yeah. They measure ideation. Like, do you have a plan? <clears throat> How would you do it? That it's, kind of stuff. Yeah. It, well, and I did at one point. I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And then, like, everything changed. Like, I got – things just started uh, – actually, my girlfriend's kid said something to me that made me happy. And that's all it was is he hmm. just said, oh, you're funny. And that's it. That's all it took was a three-year-old being like – Dude, you're funny after lying, you know, like after just cry, like after me just making stupid faces and getting him to laugh. And I was just like, oh my God, that's nice. Exactly, right? It was like, God, that's the best compliment that a comedian can get. Like, that's the thing that it's just like, God damn it, that's all I want to hear all day long. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was sincere because kids don't lie. Like, it was like a legitimate, like, oh man. And he was saying it through laughter, like, oh, you're so funny. And, and they it was also just like, don't say that's it, funny. <laughs> they either laugh or they don't laugh. They yeah. don't go, oh, that's interesting. You yeah, no, it that. isn't a comics thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I like what you got there. Keep going. <laughs> Keep yeah. going with it. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of snapped me out of it. And anyway, I go back to, uh, so I decided I should probably get on meds. And I talked to my therapist, and my therapist is like, yeah, I told you. Like, oh, when good, you came man. in here, you should have been on meds. Like, you are told me you were good, and you were off the charts at that point. And you were like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't feel like killing myself. And he's like, where are you when you feel like killing yourself? Yeah. And so I went and talked to my doctor, and I told him. They're like, suicidal thoughts? Like, Pff. Yeah, not like they were, but I still every once in a while I'm like, oh my god, like, ugh. And uh, I told them, like, you are, you can't tell me that you guys don't think about that from time to time. And they, like, looked at me with this face, and I was like, you don't have some 
patient that comes in here and you're like you see it you see him like oh my oh shit here comes marvin marvin's gonna come <laughs> in here and he's gonna talk about his butthole or whatever it is you know like oh he's gonna breathe out of his mouth the whole time we're in here and we're gonna be like look we're not looking at your throat close your fucking mouth marvin is coming in today i'd rather kill myself in front of marvin than this and so i'm basically telling <laughs> telling them this in less words i'm just like you don't have like that patient that you're just like oh <laughs> fuck this guy frustration that's different than oh well then i'm eat dude what I... if you were marvin and the doctor blew his brains out you're like <laughs> uh what? i don't know what to do you probably, you probably he just be, stops breathing out of his mouth <laughs> if you were really marvin you'd be like am i gonna get another doctor in here because i still don't feel good i feel worse now than i did before <laughs> uh was I gonna See, say? but like they were like the look that they gave me re- made me realize, oh, not everybody feels the way that I do about life. Like some people enjoy it, and that fucked me up, man. Like it really, seriously was like holy shit. So some people, this isn't like a almost like a prison cell, like just being alive, and you're like. <laughs> God damn it. When do I finally get something that takes me? Like when? Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like that for everybody. No. No, and it's so weird to me that It doesn't have to it, be like that for you. And then your no, brain's like No. And then you, but what? my no, brain's no, no, like no, what... you don't get it. I'm a piece of shit and I deserve this. Like it's such yeah. a weird your brain like your brain gets mean to the point where it's like I like I realize like hey, I'm actually like I'm not a dick of a person. Like I try to make, you know, make everybody's life in the people I know, I try to not do anything that would make their life harder, at least. At the very least, that's what I'm trying to do is, like, not make anybody's life worse. And yet at the same time, you're like, you piece of shit. <laughs> You've been, and there's people out there, like, stealing identities. But I'm like, I'm the piece of shit. You're right. I, I go to a job. I pay my taxes. I make sure my kid's picked up on time. Oh, I make sure he has food and stuff. What a piece of shit. What am I doing with my life? And it's like, oh, well, you're raising somebody to not be a piece of shit. That's pretty good. And it's like, that's yeah, good. but that's bare minimum. That That's not good. That's just what, like, yeah. and in my head, like, all of these things as far as, like, being woke and all of these things, I'm like, that's not, you're not being woke. You're just not being a piece of shit anymore. You're, that's, to me, I'm like, this is, you're not a good person. You're just not a shitty one anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're not racist? That doesn't make you a good person. That makes you not a bad person. That makes you just a just regular. A regular. Like, just that's, it's, yeah, like, that's bare minimum where it should be. Yeah. Oh, the Pope. The, I love the new Pope. He's so progressive. No, fuck me, no. Those words should never be spoken. Progressive Pope? No. <laughs> no, what? Because he's not denying climate change. It's pretty hard when you're seeing polar bears turn brown to be like, you know, mm-mm. Just, uh... I think it's like seeing your pastor, like, his music collection or hers, I guess. There's her pastors now. And they like Metallica. And you're like, oh, that's affirming. It's a progressive pastor. Yeah. Like a progressive Pope. Yeah. That means I can like Metallica and still be morally centered. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the whole thing. The, the, the Pope's not... The Pope's accepting gay people. Oh, but he's still calling them gay people instead of just people. Just right, like, it's a welcome qualifier. to the fold, man. Like, just instead of just being like, I'm not going... 
we should quit separating people by who they are and just accept them like that's you're not a gay person you're a person like i don't it's such a weird thing in my head that we divide ourselves up in so many different things well you gotta have a thing everyone wants to know what your thing is that's That's your job that's what do you do how do you not die what are you doing to not die i'm like uh Tech support for AT&T. I fix people's goddamn cell phones and get yelled at. What I was thinking about, though, when you are talking about your brain, like, it attacks. It's weird that you live with this thing that has, for me, has tried to kill me. Yeah. And to even talk about it as a separate entity is a weird thing to do. But you're just living with this thing. You have to keep living with it. And it's tried to take you out at points. And so it's like, what? What's this relationship? Like, I, I guess I forgive, but I don't forget. I got to remember, like, brain, you weren't... Oh, but the same brain... How can I trust you fully, brain? You can't. Yeah. You can't trust your thoughts. All the t- People say, don't trust your gut. No, I don't trust my gut or my thoughts. Like, I need to run them past some people a lot of times. <laughs> but, like... At it, an open mic to make sure to... The- yeah. Or or, or the that it doesn't want to get better. Like, if someone says, take medicine, or... I know so many people, like, that are like that. They don't want to take medicine. They don't want to... It doesn't... The brain doesn't want to get better. Why does it fight? It fights the state that... It wants to stay in the state that it's in, always. Well, do you think that that's just part of... I mean, think about how comforting like ch- any type of change spikes anxiety and so do you think that that's kind of what yeah. your brain's like whoa 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 yeah remember when you went to a different school and you <laughs> shit your pants day one and everybody laughed at you are you sure that's that what these drugs aren't are gonna, gonna be, be yeah like, are you sure they're not gonna make, yeah shitting your pants. pants are you sure that you're not gonna get them super embarrassed in front of your peers because of this like yeah they're going to see you swallowing some pills, and they're going to be like, oh, what's that, Tylenol? And you're like, no, my brain's trying to kill me. <laughs> my fucking brain's trying to kill me. What's, <laughs> what are you guys up to? So are you still there? How are you feeling now? No, oh, I feel like shit. Really? Yeah, like, at times I feel really great. I stopped taking meds. Um, basically, you, the, the real reason, I started to feel fucking great taking meds, right? And it was because, like... When I talked to my doctor, they made sense of taking meds. They were like, hey, this is how your brain works. So, like, you know, when people are like, hey, have you ever tried being happy? Yeah. It's just like my brain, the way it's set up, will not just allow me to do that. Like, for some reason, like, the way that my serotonin works, it just does not, like, nothing. Like, it it takes so much to get me to feel, like, happy. Because even with comedy now, I'll watch someone kill and I'll be like, fuck, that's so good. God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? It's never like I'm proud of them for thinking it. Immediately my brain's like, you're still a piece of shit. You didn't think of all these great things. Yeah. And you're like, I know I didn't brain fuck shit. But you were saying I, you felt but good. I felt good for a while. So I started to like the chemical, like I, I was starting to get serotonin and it was starting to feel good. Like I was starting to feel okay. And then once I, like I, once I started to peek out and they started to feel the way I should have felt, like as I would have continued to take those pills when I plateaued and they hit me and they were staying steady. It wasn't like, yeah, no longer just like, well, it wasn't even when I first started taking them, there was like no down at all. It was just like, holy shit. Yes. Cause it was finally allowing my brain to get this chemical. And then I 
peaked, like I just not peaked out, but I just plateaued and I felt nothing. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel bad. I just felt like, oh, I wake up and I go to work and I come home and I eat and then I do the same thing again. It was so like mechanical. I would try and write and I just didn't feel creative. Um, Yeah, no, I know that feeling. And here's the thing. Had I just probably stuck with it through the plateau of everything, I would have come around to just feeling probably to where everything started to feel again. But also... I like I could get boners but not come. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. For like, I mean, that's dude. Like to the point that uh, even like to the point that it would like frustrate my girlfriend because she's like, dude, this sucks yeah, for yeah. you, and it's yeah. just like, yeah, but you're cool, right? Like yeah. you're good. But so essentially, that's the, that was kind of the straw where I'm like, I don't feel good or bad. Yeah, I just feel in between. So do I want to go back to feeling like, like good and then so fucking bad and then fine and then so fucking bad and but be able to come and like be able to have like a, a happier like a healthier relationship as far as that goes and I mean honestly I have like as far as that goes like my girlfriend and I are soon to we're gonna get married you are yeah i'm gonna get married that's the first so i think that's the first that i've really talked about this on the podcast but yeah i actually ordered her ring it's on her way in the mail yeah it's fine Uh, we she knows it's gonna show up in the mail yeah like like, she showed me the ring that we i mean we basically got the same ring it's just like a band because neither of us really care for jewelry how did you find out what her finger size was she, she told you? Yeah. Yeah, we just talked about it. Uh, she had to find out what finger size mine was. You can't just bring that one up casually. That's what I, I was... I mean, I was the, a, the ring size? Well, we talked about getting married a while ago, and uh, it just started getting to be more like, yeah, we should, ju- like, we should do it, because we're living together now, and I'm on, like, I'm on her insurance because she works at, at the university of Utah hospital. Oh, good. That's and so good I have, insurance. yeah, I have, dude, it, it's awesome. And, yeah. uh, so we have like basically the shared bills, you can shared finally get obligations, your penis reduction surgery. Stuff. I know, dude, it's just been hurting my back lately. <laughs> it's my lower back. <laughs> um, we t- we were both so against marriage because it's like, yeah, the government. And then it was finally like, you know what? Like, we love each other a lot. We want to be together forever. So we may as well do this this thing. And it was really like, oh, yeah, neither of us wanted a wedding. It's not marriage that we're against. It's having this huge fucking, like, party where it's like, oh, and you wear a white dress to represent purity. Have your dad walk her down the aisle because he's got to give her away to another man. It's just, like, what such a weird thing. hash marks? It showed how many. Instead of the white dress, like, you wore a little thing on your back and just said, sit- like, 28, 74. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the people are like, "Oh, she's seventy four, and he's one hundred and twenty." Man, they've they're good at fucking. They're, both good. they're probably really good at making each other come. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and that's so great, like that's though, the whole man. thing. That's so yeah, nice I'm getting I'm getting married. Things are things are good. Like I'm I'm not, but I think a lot of it is just shit that I do to myself, where I like put too much 
oh, I gotta do, I've got to do all of these things and this. And it's all like, I don't have to do those things. I'm choosing to do those things yeah. where there it's like, oh, I've got to get all of the, the I'm producing this show this month and I've got to get this all together. I'm doing this. It's um, stressful, isn't it? Yeah. And you got those. On. Oh man. It, well, and especially, especially stressful when it's just like this, when I produce a show, I have to think about it like this way where it's just like, I have to be concerned about the audience. Number one, like who, everybody who comes to the show, I want to have a good time. I want them to leave talking about how much fun the show was. And then the next is all of the comics on the show. Hey, how can I make sure that I set this show up well enough? Like it's just the setup's perfect that each one of these guys just gets to go up and have a fun time. Just kill it, have fun, and then the show's great. They feel good about the show. The audience feels good about the show. And then all of that, that's until the show's over, you, I don't get to enjoy a comedy show if I'm yeah. hosting. If I'm oh. just on the show featuring or you know doing, doing some time on the show, yeah. I absolutely love it. I wish they would have told me like if I would have known going in when I started the com- comedy that you really just need to learn party planning. Like, it's catering. It's like yeah. a, you're like an event planner. It's a good chunk of it. Yep. Everyone thinks you just go and you be a comedian, but no, you got to have your show and you got to have people on it. And so you got to, that's stressful. Well, and book a venue. And with uh, Free Kittens, my new show over comedy and other opinions, something that I do for free kittens over comedy and other opinions is now I go and I talk to the audience before the show, before the show even starts. And I have them draw free kittens cards and I explain the whole premise of the show while I'm doing that. Yeah. So then they aren't, there's no surprise to them. Oh, this is what's going to happen. And then they just get to sit back and kind of enjoy the show. They get to draw the cards themselves. So they feel more part of the show. So it's just a weird way of, having the audience participate enough that they sit back and get to enjoy the show rather than getting too drunk and trying to be more part of the show. Yeah. We, as, as dumb as there's so many weird, weird little things, but yeah, I mean, other than just the stupid little stresses that I put on myself, that and work, because at work I have a hard time just saying no no, I don't want to do that. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah. Where it's like anytime I start work at a new place, it's only so long because if you're a responsible person and you can be responsible for yourself and hold yourself accountable and produce the results that people want, it only takes a short amount of time before they're like, oh my God, I want this guy to start being responsible for other people. Yeah. And it always happens. And then so... Yeah, now at my job, I'm a permanent mentor, so I'm not a supervisor. I'm just someone who makes sure that people do what <laughs> they're supposed to do. Is there a that title? Is there... No, I get a different bonus structure. You just get but a different uniform? Yeah, so, no, I wear the same, same exact thing. Oh. I just, now, I'm a, superv- or a mentor for the team. They basically took all of the worst agents on the floor. Yeah. And put them all on one team. So that's who I'm working with now. You've got the remedial. I I team. call them suicide squad. Like the suicide they took all the worst people and put them all on yeah. one team. And I'm like, 
how was how did you expect this to work <laughs> and then uh, i mean my my boss came up to me the other day and he's like hey great job last month and i was like did we do a good enough job he's like well you you took 15 of the worst agents on the floor and made them and took it down to three of the worst agents on the floor on that team now everybody else is up to where they're supposed to be so i'm like okay oh shit (laughs) so that's where i'm at that and comedy but comedy's been great comedy's been a lot of fun i got to do the four corners comedy festival last weekend went down to cortez colorado and got to perform in the sunflower theater actually so it was the theater they had a balcony yeah i mean it's still it's seated probably like 100 to 150 people yeah but it was awesome it was so much fun i got to do two different sets Friday and Saturday, we raised three thousand dollars for suicide prevention. So, so do you see any of that? Like, will they be like, Jason? Here's three hundred dollars to not no, kill yourself. No, I mean, I got. <laughs> I should have told them. That. Who's hey, gonna guys, not kill themselves for three hundred dollars? That seems uh, really, low. Is this all you're paying me? Because I'll kill myself on. I'll kill myself while I'm part of the festival. I'll kill myself on stage. <laughs> you sound like you're not doing well. <laughs> Can I say that? Do, how do, you say you're doing well, but you don't seem like you're doing well. Do, I don't. Is that my girlfriend? Con, uh, like asked me too. She's like, "Are you mad?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. I just. I but. Are you suffering? No, I think I'm all. To be honest, I think I'm always just like a pissed off person. Like I think I've just always got like a little bit of. Just like oh, grind your fucking teeth. We're into this. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's nothing. Can I tell you though? Like, uh, it's nothing that I've ever talked to a therapist about yet because I couldn't get past depression enough to start talking about anger. Well, yeah. Once you, because uh... I think that's the whole thing is like that. Uh, depression was always so much heavier than any of the anger, and my anger is what helped me like pretty much like carry a lot of that depression. Yeah. Over the years, where it's just like, oh fuck, you think you're gonna kill me? Well, fuck it. Let's try it. Fuck it. Try it. Anger's really powerful. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah. I read an entire book by a, a Buddhist monk from Vietnam named Thich Nhat Hanh. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Incredible book. I, it, the book's called Anger, Wisdom for Cooling the Flames. Huh. And all it does is talk about anger as an emotion. 200 and something pages of this monk who just is sat in silence for how many, you know, who knows how many years now at this point 10,000 hours you gotta do he's, that yeah, he's, to probably, he's got his 10,000 hours of meditated <laughs> silence in for sure cause he but he I was think, 16 when he became a monk and now he's quite old but uh do you I think one of the hardest things is when someone you love sees that like I had that uh some like I lost it you know I got really angry um and and it's I don't like letting someone else see that it's really ugly and like they can't come back from I mean it's, it wasn't like a hitter or anything yeah but like once they see that really angry where you're beast, like I've been trying to keep this buried forever well it, yeah honestly then, like I because I know like I know that I have like I I think that's one of the first steps to helping control your anger though is not bullshitting yourself about having an anger problem where it's like oh no god damn it i know 
I know I can I can blow up and I know how dickheadish I can be. Like yeah. I know why I'm divorced. Like it's not <laughs> like a, it's not a surprise to me at all. Like especially like 3 weeks ago I probably had veins sticking out of my neck and forehead just on the phone with my ex-wife just screaming at each other. We were both so pissed off. And it's fine. That's that's something that she and I will probably like always have is just like a little bit of oh, yeah, uh, of that anger still sticking around and for the like most part like 90 I'll say 95% of the time our relationship's really good. Like we're on really good terms, but there's just sometimes that we don't see eye to eye and I'm we're both very stubborn and passionate people to put it nicely instead of being we're both shitty angry people that like our things to be done our way. Yeah. So, um, but I mean I nobody I don't like seeing it. My ex or my uh, ex-wife, I mean, saw it, but my girlfriend's only seen it when I'm talking with my ex, and it's just because she knows every single button to push at this point because we've known <laughs> each other for twelve or thirteen years that we've we've known each other, you know, and so we know each other so well that it's like I'll bring this up and it'll be like that. Oh, I got you so good. <laughs> um, well, it's rude to say I don't. You're not doing well, but. I just seemed like that. Yeah. Well, it, it, I don't mean to be rude. I, I don't find it to be. No. You, fuck you, Andy. We're done. Bye, everybody. Just. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. I don't. Uh, that's all. You've known me how long now, though? You've known me at least five years. Like, you've known me at least since 2012, if yeah. not a little bit longer than that. Because when, when did you start doing stand up out here in Salt Lake? It was right around 2012, at least. 10. October 10? of 2010. Okay. Yeah, I still have that set too. I think I recorded. I've almost, I've recorded almost every set I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I wish and I, I can't go back and listen to them though. It's really it hurts. Can I tell you though, if you did, like that's what helps me write more than no, anything. It does. I do is that. when I listen to old sets and I'm like, how did I not think about this? Yeah, how yeah. did I not think about this? Where it it's that reflecting moment of no, that was good. Like, I had an okay set, but if I would have done these things, it would have killed even even more. Yeah. it's. I it, have a hard time wa- actually watching myself now. <laughs> Listening to myself, I can do now. It's yeah. watching myself. Like, when I have to actually physically watch myself, I go, oh, I do that. <sighs> I just think, oh, I look I fat. say like way oh. too much. But I need the fat. See, and that's... But you need the fat. People don't think you're funny if you're in shape, unless you're like Joe Rogan or something. And I don't know. It's part of. Are they? Yeah. Joe. I was just gonna say, are they scared Joe Rogan's gonna punch him? But I was like, no, Joe Rogan's just really funny too. So I like, I like Joe Rogan. His last stand up was really funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't hate him. I was just trying to think of people who are in good shape that are funny, like Dan Cook. Fat is funny. It is. Well, the pain is funny, and I Seth Rogan. Said that when he lost all that weight to play Green Hornet, he's like, I feel like I have to be a thousand percent funnier now, because he's like, because I'm skinny now, but I'm not like Don not skinny where it's like funny again. He's like, I'm right in between where you look fine. Yes, yeah, skinny know? is funny. Really skinny is funny. Like frail looking skinny is funny. Yeah, and I've been thinking about like, it's hard to have it come from a place of joy. Like pain is funny. Yeah, but doing well. It's harder. I think there's probably funny in there, but it's like... 
But it's you know harder. how to make you know how to make joy funny. It's the same thing as like when you take sadness, right? The only thing that makes sadness funny again, besides the relatability of it, is when you f- you contrast it to something to like. Or you know, do you know what I'm saying? So like when you're really happy, the only and this is I'm could be a hundred percent wrong here because I'm definitely no champion of comedy by any means but i think in that contrast of like comparing happiness to sadness in the same way of like where you're almost finding suffering in your joy would be the only way for me to find that's really joy funny do you know what i'm saying where it's just like that's what but the thing is you keep having to look for the suffering maybe that's just the nature of what why we even have comedy why we have humors to to quell the suffering so we don't need it to have to quell the joy no nobody's like oh, i gotta get away from this well people are yeah i'm like that it's uncomfortable to be happy it's fucking it's hard especially in public when other people are looking at you and i honestly i'm not talking like, about like manic happiness just like no i'm not talking about that either but like when to me happiness is almost a burden too because i hate people seeing me happy I hate being, you know, like, not that I want them to be, like, feeling sorry for me. No. I, but I don't want them to be like, why does that guy, that guy fucking doesn't deserve to be happy. Why does he get to be happy? And, you know, uh, my phone's about to get turned off. Or, you know, I can't feed my kids. And, they're, like, when there's that shit going on in the world, it's hard for me to just be like, you know, I'm, I'm getting married. And that's so fucking awesome that I found this person that will put up with me and wants to be with me like she she wants to marry me that's weird to me right like doesn't want to have a wedding that's not what she wants she wants to be married to me and that's a weird thing to me right it makes me happy it's like oh my god cool i finally found somebody that compliments me this well but then i start to think about other shit in the world and i can't allow my it my brain just starts to like pick myself apart yeah. Whether it's I'm happy in this situation, but personally, bleh, like my brain will take a shot at me any almost any chance it gets. Like I'll find oh oh that's great people love you, but uh, oh, you hate yourself. Did I need to? Did I even need to say it out loud? Like fuck, brain, god damn it. Yes, no, you didn't need to say it out loud. I remembered. <laughs> Like that type of shit will happen where it's like, yeah, I'm happy. Things are going so great in my life. Why do I feel like I'm spinning out of control now? Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to receive to accept it and be like, oh, I deserve this. Or even deserve is like the wrong word. word. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't know what it is. It seems like it's the absence of different kinds of suffering. I don't know if it's happy. Like I'm clapping and jumping up and down it's not that but it's just ugh, i don't feel that anymore which is nice or yeah that's what it is my heart i'm having heartbreak so that's yeah why I'm, I'm i'm always pretty probably thoughtful but i mean i am that's different though i wouldn't say i'm not happy i still hurt though yeah like my heart hurts Bad. See, dude, it, that's the weird thing. And there's no, it's just loss. It's grief. But it's, um, it'll be okay. Like, it'll go away if it's gone away in the past. But it's, um, you just got to kind of sit with it. There's this guy, my friend, he always tells me about Pema Chodron. Do you know her? She's like a one of those Thich, Thich Nhat Hans, but she's like that kind of Like a guru spiritual, type of spiritual yeah. guru, he, she, guru he, type he, of person. There's like a thing about when you're feeling something, when you're feeling like... 
you're like angry or you're you're just having a strong feeling to drop the story that you're having about it to try this is how you like address it you drop the narrative so you, every time you you're take yourself you're almost like removing yourself from it well but like every time you're angry every time you're sad every time you're feeling there's a story behind it you're you're making up a thing it's probably possible like oh she found somebody else yeah so you drop the she found somebody else and you just feel that feeling so what's the feeling next to she dropped somebody else or she found somebody else the feeling is i'm i've been replaced i'm i'm not um worthy of her love i'm not worthy of love i'll never find it again yeah that's the feeling so if i acknowledge that that seems to do something it hurts though it's hard because that story seems real you're like i'm right I know this is right because it is possible. Anything you think is possible. Yeah. Well, and that's the uh, Titch Nat and Haunt talks about that too, where he's like, don't assume things. Don't start making up what they're doing because guess what? You don't know. It's so hard though. Only know what you know. Live in the present. What do you know? You only know what's currently going on and what you're seeing and feeling. That's it. And so that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like with where you're like, the the fucking bitch left me for. I for Trevor. I can't for Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah. She lives in New York, so it's hard to even know. Yeah. I just it's killing me to not look on social media, like to not look at her. I, I still look, but it's it's hard, man. Yeah. I remember that like when uh when Chelsea and I broke up, that was the last like hard like breakup I had because we had dated for a year and then it was just like up oh, over. And it fucked me up. And that was, like, one of the biggest things is we remained friends through throughout the whole thing. Like, she would still come to comedy shows and everything like that. And I just had to quit thinking about it and be like, what do you... Whether Chelsea's... Like, whether, you know, she wanted to be with me or not. Um, and now it doesn't matter, right? Like, now it's... What was that? That's 2013 when that happened. So we're talking like four years has passed and that there's not pain anymore at all. I'm just happy that she got to move on with her life and I'm ha- like extremely happy I got to move on with my life, yeah. right? Because now I'm in a like a better, healthier relationship. We communicate so much better. There's just a, a lot. It, it's just a a better relationship in like so many so many different ways. But it still doesn't mean that it didn't hurt yeah. when somebody said they didn't like you anymore or want you to be in their life anymore. Essentially, they're like, hey, I, the way I see it, my life's better without you being in this, in this time in my lifeline. Like, you're done. You are a part of it. And I like, but no more. And it, you're like, fuck, this hurts like this. It seems like this one is diff- is weird because... I feel like every time I've ever been with somebody, there's always a place attached to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she was going to come here, and so that was going to be the whole thing. Like, she, And then, you know, ultimately she decided it wasn't right for her. And I was like, finally at the end, I was because like, the whole time I was like, I can't go back to New York. I, I just wasn't healthy and blah, blah, blah. And, but then, uh, and then we did break up. Right then I was like, I'll go back. I'll go, I'll move back. And she's like, no. <laughs> You know, you're just saying that. It's a Hail Mary. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
This is a bummer. I'm yeah, a bummer. but you bought a motorcycle. But I bought it long before that. I oh, said really? when I moved back. I said when I moved back from New York, I was like, I'm gonna get a motorcycle. So it's been good, man. I love that thing. It's good to be just in the air, yeah, next to like it. huge chunks of metal that could kill you. But it feels good. It's freedom. Everyone says yeah. that it's freedom. Well, isn't that on? Was that in Easy Rider where they talk about how real freedom scares the shit out of yeah. people? It's in Easy Rider, isn't it? Where he's like, "No, we could never actual ha- like have freedom because freedom scares people. Like real freedom would terrify people." Yeah, like Sartre called it, "You're condemned to freedom." Like it's a terrifying thing. That's not a good explanation of what, where he was coming from, but I just remember yeah. that phrase, "condemned to freedom." I'm condemned to yoga. I've been doing this 30 day challenge I, I did this cleanse you know all this stuff to try to get my uh head out of the, like yeah the hurt but uh yeah it's it's good i mean it just hurt every day i'm doing yoga and uh bikram yoga. oh so hot hot yoga. super hot yeah you feel better i liked having a thing to put my mind into yeah i can't be alone with myself can't sit in my apartment it's just a pit of sadness yeah you gotta go out exercise move that's all you can do yeah <laughs> it's true honestly like i hated hearing it when i was like depressed but it's like do you want you should get outside and walk around a bit you'll feel better and like it I didn't make me walk, feel though. happy but I felt better, like actually getting up and like actually moving around, like yeah, yeah. walking around. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't feel happy, but I don't feel as shitty. <laughs> like I just, I still feel so shitty. I still shitty, can't go for a walk. A walk I, for some reason is really upsetting I to me. Don't think I, I can could. Run. I, like walks would, ugh. I would not do walks at all if I didn't have a dog. Oh, but now, I, like, I, yeah, I have my Franny, my little Shih Tzu. And so whenever I walk her, I feel good. Um, How old is she? She's 11 now. Wow. 77? So, what was 77 years old. Wow. Yeah. We found her when she was about two. My ex-wife found her running down the street. She almost got hit by a car. And so my ex-wife stopped traffic and ran out and grabbed this dog. No tags, nothing. Ooh. Um, we called around to different shelters and stuff, and nobody had even tried to claim her, so we ended up getting a dog. Franny. Mm-hmm. Well, I was out of town when she did this, and so her name's Franny because I'm obsessed with Nirvana. And yeah. so her name is actually Frances Bean, named <laughs> after Kurt Cobain's daughter. Oh, wow. My ex-wife was like, uh, I'll get, we'll be able to keep this dog if we name him Frances Bean because he'll be like, oh, I love it. <laughs> And it was right. I uh, instantly loved that dog so much. Can't have an animal in my apartment now. It's they won't let me. But I'm. An, I love animals. I want to get some. I get something. You should just uh, talk to your therapist and get uh, um, ESA, emotional support animal, because then your apartments cannot say anything to you. You don't have to pay I for it, for my, them at all. My landlords are not really. I don't think they care. Oh well, they would. You they would care because you could, yeah. You then could. I'd have to take it to court, and then I'd be an asshole standing in court with my emotional support animal. Yeah, that would prove it more, though. If you were like, <laughs> you have to. Am That's I, what I mean. am I right, Snookums? And you just like <laughs> pet this animal. <laughs> 
It's like turning your dog into a crossing guard. Like they have to wear that little uniform and it's see just... for emotional support animals. I think only in public they do not they have home. to do that. Not at home. It's not the same as like an actual uh, like service animal. Although I have, uh, there's a guy who has. I'm almost positive it's uh, emotional support animal. He has this rad dog. He always comes into the Target in Cottonwood Heights with to get his coffee. I've seen him a lot because I that's where I normally go and get my coffee. And, the Target in Cottonwood Heights. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. Uh, so it's right off of Fort Union Boulevard. Oh yeah, yeah, I do know that one. Yeah. Um, where Johnny Brandon works. Oh yeah, Johnny. So. Uh, that's normally where I would go and get my coffee. It's on my way to work. I just walk in because I like the people that work there now. But, yeah, he has an emotional support animal that walks in with him every morning. He gets his coffee and then he walks back out. And it's just like, oh, I want to pet that thing. But I don't know if it's a service dog or an emotional support animal. You can pet him, right? Either not one. You're not supposed to pet service. Like if they're oh. seeing eye dogs or something like that because they're on the job. They don't oh, need right. to be they're distracted by like, oh, man, you are getting that itch. Yeah, that's right there. Pet people Mm -hmm. at work in general. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm on the job. I'm on the clock. You quit petting me, Andy. Andy's petting me again. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, 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 uh, I'm just a sad, not sad. I'm just feeling like I'm trying not to run from my feelings lately. Yeah, which can be a bummer to be around, and I feel it, but um. I don't know. I'm. I'm. It's okay. I. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> That's how we ended. It's okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. That uh, you've been listening. I'm gonna take Andy to the hospital. Right <laughs> I'm not now. there. I know. I, man. I just I know mean like. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm in that period where I'm like I don't. You know how you I don't know grow? how to feel. Well, I don't know what's funny anymore. Like. You, this thing, this armor starts to shed away from you, and you're like, what is funny? So things start to change. Like, I look at back at my act when I first started, and I'm like, okay, I guess that was true for you at the time, but you change, and those yeah. jokes don't feel right anymore. So so you're like, every time you go through this period, you got to like write a whole new act, because this is where you Because at. it feels completely different and unauthentic. Yeah. And then when you're performing it, you're like, they know. Oh, they, they do. Know yeah. it, it, they know because it, you... Because it's not... Because you know. Yeah, they and know And it's the honesty. You're... Comedy's always performed best from an honest point of view, at least. Does that does that make sense? If you're not being honest with yourself... Yeah, that's what they're looking or at. Or if, if you don't you're... feel authentic, yeah. then people will know it. People right. will be like, this fucking tourist. Yeah, that's what they're looking for, is your relationship with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's true because there's times that I've disagreed completely with what somebody's been saying, but I've laughed because it's sincere. But I disagree with what I'm saying a lot of times. Oh, yeah. I gotta get going. Dude. Is it okay? What time is it? It's one fifty, but I it's okay. Take no, me a that's bit. fine. We can definitely wrap this up. But is that unprofessional to no. say I gotta go? No, because we've already been recording about an hour. Anyway. I don't have an assistant that can come and be like, "Hey, hey, and." Jason, you just snap their fingers from back Andy there. Needs to go. Andy, uh, Andy has an uh, Andy has a two o'clock appointment today, Jason. <laughs> oh God, it's already two o'clock time. I know. I'm gonna cool. just go home and read more comics, Andy. That's nice, though. Oh man, that's all, what all I did yesterday was I read. Uh, I probably read about 
15 different comic book issues and just sat back and was able to relax and it felt good. It just felt nice, like, good, this is what I wanted to do. Can I get all of these stories in my brain so I can, like, like, oh, yeah, I know it now. I know focus these stories now. So it does. To well, deep focus on something just feels great. Well, I the thing that I love about comics is that I get to see stories from other people's brains. Like, just that's such a cool thing. And essentially, like, comics, unlike any other form of, like, of writing or storytelling, um, like, when you have... Uh, I mean, when when you have like with movies, you've got the the writer, the director, the editor, all of these people that come together and they tell a story together, right? So you've got the person who wrote it, the director, the producer, editors. Those are like really the people who put this story together for you to watch. And with comic books, you have the writer who comes up with this idea and then types it up and is like, hey, in this block i want this to happen in this so they're like breaking it down and then they give it to an artist who then gets to read it and imagine it in their way so it's just kind of you get through a couple different people's brains and then you get to see yeah yeah, the finished product of it it's cool it's just like a really cool thing that in 20 22 to like 50 pages you can tell a story uh, where you're concerned about m- these little characters that appear to be like no bigger than an inch or two <laughs> on a page. And you're like, oh, yeah. I even got to see what their thoughts are and how they communicate with each other. It's just cool. It's so really it's like a nice, nice thing to just sit back. Plus with comic books too, unlike with movies, you're like, how do we pull this off without it looking or seeming ridiculous? They're like, oh no, we can do whatever and people won't be like that's fake right that's fake yeah i knew it was fake i picked up the goddamn book and started reading it page one knew none of this is real and it's nice it's It's pure storyboarding mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about oh this is going to cost a lot of money for catering in mexico exactly this is going to be a costume drama that's going to cost a shit ton yep yeah just been yeah it's it's uh, i've just really enjoyed being able to sit back and just read comics lately i mean i've read it's been about the past five or five or six months that i've got back in into reading comics again and i've feels good it feels good yeah it started off with uh some shark eating people comics (laughs) which jaws is my favorite movie so i'm like yeah let's do this but that is a story for another time yeah anyway andy Thank you so much for coming out and being on the podcast today. We'll definitely get you back. We'll talk motorcycles next time. Yeah, I'm. Well, I really want to hear. Out. Yeah, I want to hear next time. I want to hear your story of going in and buying a motorcycle because <laughs> okay. I just I, I think that would be a very interesting yeah. story to hear. I will. So, I'll tell you next time. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Andy. Yeah, buddy. And, uh, hey, everybody, thank you so much for uh, listening to another episode of Stupid Questions uh, with Jason Harvey. Um, Enjoy your week and your life and everything else. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.